three men set out to explore the auditory unknown. There will be laughs, there will be tears, and the fate of their auditory journey rests in copious amounts of alcohol and opinions. You'll probably believe your ears. It's the Fantastic Mr. Podcast, coming soon to video DVD. Beautiful. All in one take. Did you rehearse that? Did you rehearse that? Did you just think of that right now? Uh, no, I rehearsed that. I definitely rehearsed that. <laughs> I love it. I put effort into this. So wait, wait. We're not even cool enough to be on Blu-ray or what? You said no, video, well, video if you and had, DVD. If you waited, if you guys... Uh, I was trying to emulate those 90s, like the 90 trailers. No, I got mm. it. <laughs> I totally got it. Thanks for tuning in today's podcast. If you uh, could have already tell... By that horrible redemption of a cheesy 90 announcer, we're talking about movie trailers, as well as other marketing advertisements and anything else we happen to stray towards. Um, I am sometimes Jerome, sometimes Jake, and always one of the hosts here on Fantastic Mr. Podcast, along with my co-host, Justin and Zach. Yo! I mean, hey. Sorry, I said cool instead of hey. (laughs) So we're talking about movie trailers, advertisement, marketing, everything. I love movie trailers. I've been obsessed with movie trailers. Probably longer than I loved watching movies. When I was a kid, I used to specifically watch TV just for the commercials and just for the movie trailers. And when the TV show came back on, I would flip the channel again to continue watching trailers. So I've always been obsessed with movie trailers and movie marketing and movie material. You're insane. That they actually produced before the actual movie. I'm kind of weird that way. Um, Do you guys know about the history of movie trailers at all? I looked yeah, into it briefly. The, what, what's the definition of a tra- trailer? Why is it called a movie trailer? Well, that's a great question. Um, originally, trailers were called trailers because when they were first produced, they trailed the end of the movie. So you'd actually watch the movie, and then you would watch the trailer for another one or something underneath it. And so it trailed behind the movie, therefore the name trailers. But they figured out that... It would be better for the people to watch it before the movie and people would stick around instead of leaving afterwards. And so it kind of became a, a flip flop. Now we watch them before instead of after. Yeah. I, was, yeah, sure. I was looking into the history of trailers in you know, the black and white days, the days before you know, audio and all that. It seemed like there was a lot of uh, use of on screen text and. Uh, I guess explosive words that try to get your attention. I guess I guess there was music along, but I guess there was no like audio as far as like vocals. And uh, over the the course of Hollywood, it it changed, and you had begin to have narratives and and the trailers and kind of piece together maybe what the the movie is going to potentially be about. And and obviously we'll get to it. But these days, I'm not a big fan of essentially telling me the plot by plot of what the movie is going to be about. I prefer some mystery and not seeing some, being reminded, hey, I remember seeing a snippet of that scene in the teaser, the one of mil- millions of teaser trailers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Justin, I, I saw you were going to speak up. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you said afterneath, though. Um, no, 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 no. I I wouldn't confuddle my words like that. Uh, that doesn't sound like do you that. at all. Uh, I Okay, well, I guess I can talk about movie trailers. I did teach a, a, a little lesson about movie trailers when I taught high school, and that's how I learned about the history of movie trailers. And it is pretty interesting. Like, people won't stick around. They're like, what? I don't even know why they thought to do that in the first place. You know, like people like us. Yeah, it was like the. Might stick around. They were like but, the first, um, what, like the after credit scene. Yeah, exactly. Except for, you know, they were movie trailers, and it's like, ah, I don't have to look at this. This has nothing to do with the story for the next movie, you know? It's like, so it just makes sense to put it in the front, about right behind mm-hmm. the concession stand cartoons, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, movie trailers are movie trailers. Like, I love watching them, especially nowadays. They've gotten a little more uh, interesting as opposed to, like, say, 
you know, 1977 Star Wars movie trailer. It's just like, it's a lot of, mm-hmm. it's a lot of, and we'll probably talk about this as like a lot of talking versus now where it's really not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The first, a little education, the first movie trailer, or and it wasn't even a movie trailer. The first trailer in general was uh, first made in 1913 by this guy named Niels Grandland, probably just butchered his name, but he was an advertising manager for the Marcus Lowe Theater chain. And he produced this short promotional film for the musical The Pleasure Seekers um, that opened in a theater. It opened at a theater on Broadway and it was so successful that other people started um, picking it up and actually became a like genre specific thing that they would do until silent movies came out and they started producing trailers for the silent films as well. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie trailer for a silent film. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's a like lot the, like a silent film itself. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, I bet it's <laughs> it's like it's like movie trailers today. You know, it's like where there's re- I mean, there is talking, but it's like you take the dialogue from the actors out and you have a movie trailer for a silent film. Lots of action, I'm guessing. Keep it exciting. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. Silent films are lots of action. very expressive. Yeah, um, I believe the National Screen Service um became the the final word on on trailers and i'm trying to remember when they were founded um i think it was like the mid 20s or something like that and they pretty much had a monopoly on creating trailers up until like the mid 1960s when other people started um essentially just refused their services and started making their own i think um of hugely popular trailers like Doctor Strangelove. I think that was one of the one of the original trailers that were made outside of the NSS. Very um, Kubrick. Very Kubrick of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If I, yeah. I, I shared that uh, trailer earlier today for those you know, listening. I don't know if you guys got a chance to take a look, but totally. very, very strange. <laughs> but uh, yep. I, I, for viewers, probably they're like, what? WTF, what am I watching? This is so <laughs> weird, but enthralling. I want to go see the movie. Yeah. I would have been sold. Absolutely. Um, and actually, that had a huge effect on just trailers ever since. That that really, um, I thought it was quite funny that you posted that earlier today because it's considered one of the most influential trailers as far as the way trailers are made um, today. It was one of the first, you would probably consider one of like the first quote-unquote modern like cinema trailers. Yeah, oh yeah, because they use dialogue, they use on-screen text. I don't remember much of the music, if there was any, but it was certainly different than what yeah. came before. So do you guys have any specific trailers you've seen recently? Yeah, the upcoming Shazam movie, the sequel. I love that trailer uh, so much. I love so it. So there's one... There's this one bit where people got up in arms over a, a piece of dialogue that Shazam says, and the, the director um, goes online and says, actually, that's not going to be in the, the final movie. So kind of my point is what we see what? in trailers is always going to be in the final product. And what was uh, the dialogue? Good, good or bad thing. Something about uh, Shazam after he had th- thrown a truck or something at a, mm-hmm. a dragon. He was like, oh, uh, that was so cool. I threw a... <laughs> a truck at a, and it was, it was like a ridiculous piece of dialogue but i didn't really didn't mind i didn't mind it but i guess people the got internet, upset about that as, as, as internet oh does. people hated it yeah but, but then again you gotta you gotta factor in this is a kid i was just gonna say is, that he's a freaking teenager but then again, like i don't know how many years more years after but then again teens still act you no know, they say weird stuff like I that mean, and we, fun we don't stuff. have all our brain cells if i would have if i, I threw a truck idea. at a dragon tonight I would be like, oh my god! I just threw a truck at a dragon. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. Oh, but I, I really wonder if the uh, the director is truly saying, "Hey, yeah, that was never part of the, the going to be in the actual film," or he caved into public societal pressure. pressure. Yeah, yeah. I, it's the Sonic trailer so. all over again. I was going to left it. Yeah, in, I was going to get that trailer too. But well, yeah, 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 go ahead. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, on that trailer, I just love the music. Um, cause you know, I grew up listening to Eminem and so I instantly, instantly recognize the song and I can't sing it on here, but I was like, Oh my God, this is great. Cause they, they tend to, um, they used an Eminem song last in the last trailer. This for Shazam is my name is, 
you know, because he says Shazam. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, I, that's that's basically why I like the trailer. Plus, I just like it. I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, I don't know how to explain this. Um, there was just cool, really cool shots and I guess, quote unquote, scenes in the trailer that I really enjoyed. Like when they're all, all the whole family's walking and then they all chase Shazam at the same time and they all turn into adults and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And um, when you mentioned sometimes we see things on a trailer that we don't see in the movie, it kind of break, makes me think of the Avengers Infinity War trailer, you know? Because mm-hmm. we saw Hulk in there, Hulk and in the, the in Hulk the, Buster armor. No, he was. It was the Incredible Hulk in the trailer. But then, whenever the oh, movie yeah. came out, it was it was um, Bruce Banner in the Hulk Buster stuff. So they like, yep, they like screwed with us, which I thought was pretty funny because uh, you know I didn't even think about it. Like it didn't even cross my mind that that Hulk was in the trailer. It just I just. It just didn't even like cross my mind that he wasn't in the movie, and so I thought that made mm, me yeah. think of that when you mentioned the non uh, uh, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes trailers they'll use different takes than what you'll see in the the movie. I feel like at That's least the dialogue dialogue sounds different. I mean, it's quite noticeable, uh, or you'll hear you maybe you won't see the, the person saying what they're saying, but you know, you'll hear it. But I think one of be noticeable the, in the actual film, and it sounds different. I think one of the first trailers for Batman Begins came out before production was was completely finished, and Christian Bale had a completely different voice than he had in the actual film. It was like it just sounded like Christian Bale as opposed to Batman because they hadn't settled on his voice yet. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, he certainly <laughs> evolved, or however you want to view it, your your take of his, the progression of his voice in the movies. I, I I liked his Batman voice best in Batman Begins. After that, it got a little <laughs> carried yeah, away. He sure did. Goodness, yep. It's like he, I've seen um the latest trailer for Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I just watched that today. from Sony, Actually, and just... uh, it came out today. It's really cool. I am so stoked to see so many Spider-Men like all yeah. together. So on Instagram, uh, IGN has all the different spider people. Um, in a picture, it says Spider-Man across or across the Spider-Verse variants. And like they have pictures from the trailer. So they have Insomniac Spider-Man, which is from the PS4 game. You can't see. You guys can't see because of the way everything is. But Insomniac Spider-Man. Velocity Suit Spider-Man. Bombastic Bagman. He's Spider-Man with a paper bag on his head. How about Sony Spider-Man? Manga Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Cop. Spider-Cop. Werewolf Spider-Man, which I heard of Werewolf Spider-Man before. That's dope. Spider-Woman. Pig. Spider-Man Zero. Spider-Man. Is Kingpin going to be in this one or no? Un- Unlimited. I don't know, man. I'm not done yet. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All don't the trailers are shaping up Spider-Man's for Spider-Man. What is it? Like 2099, the futuristic Spider-Man? Yeah. That's he a, seems to be the big bad, or at least they're you know, shaping it up in the trailers as the big bad. That's that's movie. what I'm thinking. And you know who voices him? Uh, Troy my, Baker. One of my least favorite actors ever. Isaac. Lady, Lady Gaga. Oh, you got it. You almost got it there. Uh, I'm trying to remember his last name. No, it's, that is I know, you, I know exactly who you're talking about. That is at Isaac Oscar Isaac. Isaacs. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I don't really like him. After I saw him as Poe, Poe is one of my least favorite Star Wars characters ever, and so is Finn. They're both my least favorite Star Wars. Characters. Sequel trilogies is a mess, as you as we. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to start. <laughs> the only thing I, I I enjoyed him in was uh, Ex Machina. I thought he was good in that. Very dialogue light. What? Movie. I didn't realize that he was Apocalypse. And yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. And I and really? I read some. Yeah, and I read <laughs> some well, facial structure. Well, I I bet I knew it when he when it came out, but then you know it just didn't occur to me when he came out as Poe. And like they said, some I read something that he's you know um, Apocalypse, Moon Knight, and uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. And I was like. And I was like, wait, what? And so I had to go look. Yeah. It's like, sure Conflict enough, of interest. He's Apocalypse. Yeah, now what is he going to do? He's going to have to play three different characters if they all cross over. <laughs> X-Men's a mess as well. Well, <laughs> then the franchises. Yeah. So this might be a weird uh, question, but do you guys have a specific favorite trailer? Like one you've seen that's just stuck with you? Does it have to be an official trailer? Um, 
Not necessarily. It can be a fan made trailer if you if you think it does a better job. Okay, I have a fan made trailer, but I'll think of a an official trailer. I I guess I guess in game would probably I can't I don't know probably be my favorite only because I was really 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 excited for that movie and I watched that trailer over and over and over again. I know Zach, you and I, I think have one of the same trailers that's our favorite, which is the Lord of the Rings trailer. The two towers, absolutely. Yes. The use of Requiem for a Dream, that music, is it just builds with the tension of the the trailer, and it is, it's, it's wonderful. It's bombastic. That's the way I describe it. I wish I was like not an idiot when I was a kid when those movies came out because I was like, ew, Lord of the Rings, I'm so this is stupid. <laughs> and then, you know, I watched them recently, and I was like, God, those movies are so good. Like, <laughs> They are yeah, so Jake, good. I don't know if y'all heard my my dog just bark, but I did. We sure did. He's he's Jake, wrestling with his bed, so he must have yelled at it. Jake, what did you enjoy about the Two Towers trailer? I mean, just describe this visually. I mean, same, and everything. same thing, man. The Requiem for a Dream combined with running through the you know the cave system and being chased by the the Balrog. It just like. It created this like sense of just like excitement and fear all at the same time. Um, and just, man, the Requiem for a Dream was such a perfect choice for not only the trailer, but the type of like the type of story that Lord of the Rings is. It has that epicness that matched the Lord of the Rings story like perfectly um and i have a hard time listening to requiem for a dream without thinking about that trailer specifically because how ingrained it is in my psyche from like the mid-2000s when it came out absolutely requiem for a dream another one of my favorites is mad max fury road that's a recent you know i say relatively that's a, a more quote unquote recent movie that came out, but the trailer for Mad Max Fear Road is fantastic because it's just like heart pounding. And it's one of the uh, trailers that made me want to go see a movie. I knew nothing about Mad Max. I mean, I understand now that it was part of a series originally from the 80s, but I knew nothing about Mad Max at the time that the trailer came out. And all I saw was just the over the topness. And the cuts of the trailers, I'm like, man, I have to see this movie. This looks absolutely bonkers. Um, and to the, I still think about that trailer today. It's just like they do such a good job um, timing the music and the cuts and the sound effects to create just like an a synchronized on cue, you know, just continuum of of heart pounding action such an um, art isn't it to it, the art of it, make trailer make as you mentioned the synchronization of music with with actions on screen and etc it's it's wonderful it really is you're wonderful um which is why i wanted to talk about them because i don't feel like trailers get enough attention everyone's excited about the movies that they represent but no one ever appreciates them for what i consider if it's a good one, it, I can consider it to be art in and yeah, of itself. I totally agree. Like I go to the movies and I make sure I make it for the previews, you know, like, and I have a friend who, who sometimes goes to the movies with me and like, sometimes he'll get there right when the movie starts. And I'm like, dude, you missed like, no, I would say the best part, but man, it's just so much. Mm-hmm. It's just seeing previews for a movie to me as part, as part of the experience of going to the movies. Like I've talked about the, we've, we've, I talked about the experience of going to the movies before and like one of our first episodes. And it's like, that's, that's the experience. It's not just, you know, the popcorn and the sodas and the big screen and the sound. It's like seeing the previews is part of the experience. Cause you're like, yeah, you can watch a preview all day on your stupid phone in a tiny screen, but you could also see it on a big ass screen too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... totally different. And that's the totally. struggle that, my wife and I have because I want to see the <laughs> sorry my wife sorry I want to see the trailers yeah and Gabby doesn't she avoids trailers almost entirely it's something that she started to do um which you is really probably annoying because I want to geek out with them 
Yeah. I want to geek out about them with someone, but she doesn't watch. She doesn't watch trailers for Marvel. She doesn't watch trailers for anything. If hmm. there's a movie she thinks she wants to see, she avoids all marketing for it entirely. I mean, you know, I've often thought of that. Like when a movie, if a movie I want to see, I just don't see the trailer, and I'm like, I'm I'm going to do that next movie that comes out that I want to see. I'm not going to watch it. And by the time the trailer comes out, I've forgotten, you know. And I watch the trailer, and I think about that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, there there's going to be a movie where I don't see any any type of well, I don't want to say any type of marketing because I could accidentally see something, but you know, intentionally. Yeah, but you avoid spoilers and sit the, down, the whole sit down, yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, totally. And but I don't know if that'll ever happen, but maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Yes, but I love watching trailers specifically movies that are like indie made or small or you know they're they're self-produced things like that because well you know you know you can kind of expect certain things when it's a mass-produced trailer by a big company you know but these indie trailers have such creativity totally and they're often doing it themselves yeah and they just kind of create i don't know there's just like a, a, a an organic quality to them it's not I like form- to see how people make it's not formulaic yeah you know yeah, um, and, I like, and i like the creation process i was laying in bed i woke up where's this so- going suddenly i was awake <laughs> right and uh i pulled out my phone and i started looking at facebook and blah 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 blah, blah. and then i came across this ad for a movie and so i watched the trailer and instantly after watching that trailer i was like i looked it up and it was playing I think I might have had to go to Little Rock to see it, which is like an hour away. But I did because I was like, I want to see this movie. And it was it's a movie called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And I'm sure. I've oh, my God. It. I forgot so, about that. I want to see that movie. And I instantly I, I saw it and I was like, I'm going to go see this. And it was on, it was a Monday. Funnily enough, I usually go and no, it was like a it was like a Friday or something. And I was like, I'm going to go to see this tomorrow because back then I was going on the weekends. Um, so is it a good movie? God, it's so cute. It's so charming. Okay, it's very charming. Um, and so yeah, that like because we're talking about trailers, and I instantly saw that trailer, and I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. And the same with this um, other movie. It's called Summering. S U M M E R I N G, and it's just about these four little girls that find a dead body, and they're like. They're having problems. It's kind of like Stand By Me, but with girls, and they don't have to travel really far. Sounds um, pleasant. But it was very, um, very indie, right? Um, but you know, it's like I, like I totally get what you're saying with these indie movies. Like I'm totally down to go see an indie movie after watching the trailer than I am like say like the Ant Man Quantum Mania trailer came out, you know, a little while ago, and like I wasn't super. I mean, like, I was like, okay, you know, I'll go see this. I wasn't, like, impressed from the trailer, right? It was like, the trailer didn't make me want to see it because it's Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Although it does look cool. I don't care for the fact that it seems like Scott Lane's daughter is now involved in the MCU. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, God, another effing character we have to worry about? Like, come on. <laughs> you stop. But anyway, like, so, the, like, the in, these indie movies that come out, and I watched the trailer. Like I, I'm more excited to go see that movie because of that than I am, say, like a Marvel movie. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. Marvel movie trailers have the production value. Like, they're exciting. But there's something about about just the organic nature of these indie films or these smaller budget films that really just bring out the creativity. And the trailers represent that. Let me talk about the trailer that deceived me and made me hate the movie remember battle los angeles i never saw it but i did buy it because it was in a steel book go ahead but the trailer <laughs> was so awesome i forgot the name of this the tune but it it, it portrayed the movie as this you no know, serious alien invasion movie and, and the u.s military and some human characters were maybe supposed to care for uh, it just all came together, but when you actually watch the movie, it just was a big old promotion for the U.S. military and cheesy <laughs> dialogue. and That's what we call very, prop- very propaganda. Quippy. In a way, it was, <laughs> and a lot of people would agree with me looking at forums and YouTube comments. But So it was more of a popcorn flick, turn your brain off, versus uh, District 9, more of a cerebral God, District 9 was film. so good. 
That was such a good movie. So um, is, so is but, Chappie. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but at Battle LA, the trailer is fantastic, but it's completely <laughs> the movie's. A, 180 uh, to the trailer. Uh, and then briefly, I want to talk about the... So no, it was November 17th, 1998, when people would buy tickets to, for example, Waterboy or Meet Joe Black or The Siege just to see the trailer, the teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode One. Oh, again, yeah. Mind you, this was a movie that was going to come out May 19th, 1999. So we had some months to go. But the, the teaser trailer came out beginning November 17th for the movies I mentioned. And again, this was how many years since Return of the Jedi? The, the late 80s or so? This was, there was much anticipation was like- building around Phantom Menace, despite what people think about the movie itself. People were, for the most part, excited for what George Lucas was going to do in, in the, the Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga. And I don't know if you guys remember, like there's some text on the, in the beginning, every generation as a saw as a legend, every generation has a saga. And then it, it starts with this ominous scene of the Gungan, uh, Gungans on Naboo coming out of a mist. And then you see um, a scenic wide shot of the palace in the the the, the city of Thede, and you see a Queen Amidala, uh, and then it just explodes into this the Star Wars theme uh, song. And it's not the music like that they use today, where they're like modifying to make it uh, sound edgy or whatever. It's actually it's John Williams's you know traditional score, uh, not modified, um, accompanying like pod racing and, and Anakin and a little Anakin in his spaceship in space. It it's just working. It's exciting um yeah pretty much it did the work trailers working i, don't know I remember i remember people going to get tickets for movies specifically for that and then leaving the movie because they didn't care about the movie at all that's hilarious that people is so cool to do that yeah i did <laughs> buy any snacks well star wars was one of those other things that i was like oh that's a stupid i didn't understand the whole episode one and stuff i was like i don't this is dumb poor sweet justin but then yeah child you were i was i was too busy you know watching comedies and playing tony hawk wasn't wasn't digging into the the good stuff (laughs) the hype yeah no it wasn't any of that i just didn't didn't want to try to understand it i was like Mm. i don't my brother uh, my twin brother, he he really liked Lord of the Rings when it came out. Um, he he loved it, and so like he was into that stuff. Yeah, I don't think he was really into Star Wars, but Lord of the Rings, he was totally down for. And I was like, Psh, you guys can't mm. see me, but I'm like waving my hand as if I'm shooing somebody away. <laughs> but now I'm like totally into that stuff, not because of trailers, but because my friends got me into it. We kind of talk about how sound effects and trailers move and how you talk about the evolution of trailers, how it used to be just kind of music with text, you know, like, oh, on this terrifying adventure. How have trailers evolved in the last 30 years? Can you guys think of any specific? Less use of uh, traditional announcer uh, in a world narration in yeah we've gotten world. past that i feel like and when they do use it they we, they still do use it at times it's in a, a parody mocking so, yeah it's uh, ironic sense. it's kind or of, or kind it's of a, a dist uh mr fontaine the guy who was known for that voice and mm-hmm. he, he did it for no serious movies i mean it was it was oh, kind, of, kind of the norm uh, but unfortunately, it's being used <laughs> uh, as, a, as, as you a, said, in an ironic sense as a parody. They also talk like on on like um, like commercials on like say Hulu or streaming services are still on TV. TV spots still have like people who voice it over. It's just like the main yeah, but trailers. they don't have the the kind of narration of like in a world. Well, no, they don't. Such it's, and such and such. No, it's it's more that like inflection and everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just more just like, you know, this movie. See it on and only it only exclusively in theaters, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's basically but TV spots I've noticed get a lot of get a lot of voiceover. Um it's mainly like the main trailers you might see on YouTube or in theaters that really don't. Mm-hmm. But I remember like the X Men trailer, what was that nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, maybe two thousand. I think it was two thousand. Yeah. I mean they had voice they had a deep voice dude. Uh, talking about the the movie, and we I think that was a period where we were starting to 
transition out of that mm-hmm. style. And again, the early 2000s had their own, in movies in general, had their own style. Yeah. I grew up like the deep voice announcer guy. That was like the 80s and 90s, which I grew up in the 90s. So that's what I grew up with was the inner world type trailer. <laughs> and then around the 2000s, like we talked about, it, they started using it as a more meta aspect, ironic, making fun of it, comedic stuff. And then the 2010s, I feel like there's a change as well, where we kind of have the more traditional like modern blockbuster like you think of today with the music and the fade-ins and fade-outs and, you know, uh, perfectly timed, you know, uh, a quote from the movie and then a fast cut of action and then a slow cut of something else and kind of has this, like, ebb and flow to it. Um, but the 2010s is also the blah era. You know? Explain what's the Bois era? Yo, come on, the Bois era. Christopher no, Nolan. What are you talking about? Christopher Nolan's in, uh, Inception mm-hmm. introduced that that incredibly deep, bassy, like Bois. Lots of synth preps. Lots of synth, lots of bass, and I think that's been a standard for a long time ever since. Oh yeah, you could even sense how even music has been altered to have a more synthetic appeal to them. I feel like um, synthetic and revisions. They a big uh, thing right now is is reproducing older um, songs to be like dark and moody oh yeah you know like, great example um, is uh for the movie blonde they uh, used a song from one of the movies she sings in marilyn monroe sings in um and they make it very depressing and a dreary uh tone to it but they do that with a lot of uh, movies uh, kind of a contrast to the original vibe of the song it's just a com- complete different uh feel Sorry, my mic is like, I'm just having so much. Am I even? Okay, yeah, I'm not muted. I thought I was muted. I'm having so much trouble with it. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I it's think, insane. Like, what's another one? I'm trying to remember. Um, what's that young adult novel? It's like Deviant something. Divergence. I think they only made like one or two movies of it because it flopped. It was in the Hunger Games era. Divergent? I don't know, but they did they did like um a remix of like everyone wants to rule the world, but it was like super slow and moody and well, stuff even like in, that. They do a lot of that. Even in Black Widow, like the actual movie, they they redid um Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. I know that's not a trailer, but just talking about these these songs that are getting these makeovers, these dark, edgy makeovers, it's like they did it the whole song. You hear the whole song and I straight up put it on my Spotify playlist when it was over, but still <laughs> like Still- I've always wondered what the conversations are like when movie makers want to modify a song and fit it into their movie or the trailer in a certain way. Like, I was curious how that works because as, as we were talking about, they modify the songs to sound like maybe more depressing or maybe more upbeat or using an ironic uh, sense. I mean, there's got to be so much that goes into eventually potentially getting the green light. Yeah, my guess is they want to use a specific song maybe for a drama you know it's, but they're like but this doesn't fit with the the tone so they have to think well what are we going to do let's just uh put it in a minor and <laughs> stick it on the trailer and slow it down okay like that i think that's that reverb it. yeah like um with and i haven't seen these movies i just want to preface that but with the, I know the trailers at least with Fifty Shades of Grey is there's that Beyonce song the, I don't know what it's called I don't even know the lyrics, something something and something right now I don't know the words but they they slowed it down and you know made it kind of sexy and dramatic and stuff but you know the actual song is very like like kind of upbeat and all this because that's kind of Beyonce for you and so. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just assuming they were like, well, I'm going to use this song. Okay, but it doesn't fit. Okay, well, let's slow it down and put some minor notes in it and have someone else sing it or take 
uh, like with Beyonce, I think they didn't they didn't have someone redo it. They just took her voice and put it over. They just that. pitched it. Yeah, and just they just pitched that. it down. Oh my god, how lazy! Well, they didn't pitch her voice down. Um, it just it just they kind of they kind of made it fit. I don't know how to explain it. You need to watch the trailer, I guess. But they, mm-hmm. they made it work. I don't know. They like time remapped it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's that's interesting. You mentioned that because I've noticed that is something they do. I think it started in the mid teens, but now in the 2020s, it seems like it's really popular where they have these staccato timed cuts with a lot of uh, synchronized music and action and sound effects and everything to almost make the action that's happening in the trailer seem like it's a part of the trailer music mm-hmm. that that they are using. So a great example of that is like Dunkirk with like the ticking of the clock. You know, it has like the talk, the the clicking of the the timer and then like the guns will shoot in time with the timer clock. I think Mad Max does it as well where it's like they play these like drums it's like and every time it has like the bass hits, it would make a cut in the trailer to match the timing of the music. And I noticed they do that more and more now, especially for action and thriller, like action films. Yeah, they did that with the, the Dark Knight trailer as well, with the, the music and the Joker clapping his hands and a punch here and there. I actually made a, um, we had to make a, when I was going to college, I was going to University of Arkansas at Little Rock. I made this, they had, they made us take a volleyball game, like a, a University of Arkansas Little Rock girls volleyball game and turned it into like a trailer. So with the music we had, <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of like, weird. It was for, how can ed- we get free labor from our students? <laughs> yeah. And so, well, it was for my editing class. So they gave us the footage, they gave us some music. Um, and then they gave us like some graphics and stuff. And so we had to put it together and I saw a lot of people making theirs and I mean, they were okay. But what I did with mine was they had these, like, like these beats where the music would stop. So it was like, so every time that happened, I just, I cut it where it timed it, where the last like do would they be them like spiking a ball. Right. And then it would just go to a black screen and then do it again and do it again. So like, that's kind of how I learned that, you know, from watching movie trailers where they kind of time things different, like in certain ways to make it look mm-hmm. cool to make the trailer look and sound cool. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, we had to make a PSA. And so I did one on um, the statistics of sexual assault in America. I know it's a great subject, very light hearted. Um, but I, Film some of the ideas like one in six women, unfortunately, one in six women um, experience some sort of sexual assault in their life, uh, which is a shockingly low number. And so the whole stick was someone is rolling a dice. And so I had someone roll dice and throw the dice on the table. And I repeated that sound over and over and over. And it became kind of a, a cadence throughout the trailer or this PSA with these girls in these different situations. And so I kind of used the same technique of synchronizing my cuts and what was going on in the action combined with this cadence of the repeating dice fall over and over and over as the tension built until the girl arrives in a situation where you don't know what happens to her and it cuts to like, you know, if you've experienced anything, call this number. Um, but these techniques are really useful and it's the reason they use them. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, pretty catchy. In trailers, why do they make the editing decision for like the black screen after a certain I think it builds suspense. action camera the suspense yeah I mean just think if like let's look at inception again right at the very end when he's spinning his top and we're waiting and we're waiting and then it goes to a black screen of course at that point we don't get any type of resolution but you know we we were expecting maybe something else to happen right mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of the idea with with these moments where the screen goes to black and then it comes back up and it's like this huge action sequence and stuff gives us the moment to breathe too. Yeah. 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 Totally. It was like, like some, something crazy happens and it stops. You're like, Oh, okay. And then <laughs> something insane happens again. You're like, Oh my God. It's like suspense. Yeah, it's just a way of creating a cliffhanger for your audience to stay engaged. Speaking of like 
with uh, with the population of YouTube and stuff, a lot of commercials are going online ahead of like other videos that you would watch, and so they've kind of developed what I call trailer pre cum. <laughs> where it's like a five-second snippet of a trailer before you get the actual trailer. Oh, yeah, that's what the... They give you five seconds to skip the trailer, and so they've created a five-second mini-trailer at the beginning of whatever actual trailer you were supposed to watch. And that's something that specifically started with the popularization of online videos. Yeah, that well, they did that with Into the Spider-Verse. Are you talking about when they, like do this quick, maybe three three to five second thing where it's like done, all this stuff happens and then it shows like the Into the Spider, exactly. Spider-Verse uh, trailer starts now or whatever. Yeah, it's like a little three to five second snippet. Essentially, it's it's a pre-trailer before the real trailer begins because yeah, they're trying to get your attention before you click that skip button. Is there an attention problem these days or yes. among people? Yeah, it's an attention problem. Videos among like TikTok generation and Facebook. Yeah, it's shorts. an attention problem, and it's just the fact that everyone watches on YouTube now, and we have the option to skip. Like when you only had cable, if you were watching a television show or if you were watching a movie, like if it was VHS, you know, you either had to wait through the trailers on your cable subscription, or you had to fast forward the vhs and so sometimes it wasn't worth it to to skip because you know if you change the channel you might not get back to your program in time or if it's vhs you gotta you know wait you still have to wait for them to fast forward so it was worth it for them to have these full trailers but nowadays with youtube and online watching people have that skip button that shows up and they don't have to watch it and so that's really changed the marketing technique for these advertisers that whole thing where you just describe the VHS and the cable and stuff, that's what I call sandwich making time. Right? <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I have time to do something real quick while this is going on. So kids today will never know the like sheer terror of like going to the bathroom during a commercial break. You know, like you're like up there just yeah. just hosing it out. You're all your might, just trying to squeeze or it out before the, or squeeze. Before you're the using some, uh, come back on. Here's some interesting terminology today, Jake. <laughs> I don't know if it's a full moon outside or something, but... Well, I could just say yes. But, yeah, I but think I'd rather that than, than hosing it out. Or squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So can You never doubled about- over trying to, like... Well, Get yes, faster. So, dude, okay. So, yes, yes, I, I, yes, yes. If like I it was commercial, I would, I would run, run to the bathroom real quick, go and run back, or run to the yeah. Kitchen nowadays, real quick, kids can pause it. Come back, yeah. Now they can pause. Well, you know, when they venture the DVR, understand you could pause. Or they're it. on the they're on the toilet while viewing the content. <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched many a trailers on the toilet. I've had my laptop on the the floor mat as I'm taking a dump. <laughs> big screen i just yeah okay big screen for the the bathroom. i wonder what the percentage like i wonder what percentage of men sit down now on the toilet to pee just so they can like use their phone no i've, I've done I it I, I would you hope don't think it's changed i no, i'm not saying that i'm saying i hope it's very low because it doesn't take you that long <laughs> to, to to pee like i get it if you need to you know take a dump but to, to pee just go in there and pee real quick. what if you're at work you want to take a break like that's break. different. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But I never did that to look at my phone. Like I worked at Xerox for a while, and I, but I worked overnight, so I'd get really tired, and so I'd go to the bathroom just to sit on the toilet and sleep. Take a poop and power nap. No, just sleep. And then one time I went in there <laughs> to do it, and I couldn't sleep because the guy next to me was sleeping, and he's huge, and he snored really loud. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just go back to my desk. Oh my! And with the and with the reverberation. Oh yeah. man. It was horrible. <laughs> Never thought about bathroom acoustics before. Well, you learn about them real quick when you're trying to go to sleep, and the guy next to you is doing the same thing <laughs> and snoring. If both of you were in the bathroom, who's watching the store? It's not a store. It's Xerox. So we're basically there's like a hundred people in there doing doing jobs. So. Oh, okay. No one will notice. No one will miss you unless <laughs> unless you're gone too long. Then someone will notice. Because like the way it worked was there's different departments, and Xerox is basically 
like a document scanning and saving. So companies would use Xerox to to send their like like I worked for what we called ERAC, which is Enterprise Rent a Car, and basically I would in, index numbers into a database, like application numbers into a database. That's all I did all night. Hmm. But then some people would have like when the boxes when the documents came in, people we'd have to scan them first, and then we'd have to do the indexing and then we'd have to go to quality control. So it's like a whole system. And so there was a bunch of people there. So unless I was gone from my department for too long, then they wouldn't notice. Okay. I, I remember Xerox before it was taken over by FedEx. I was over there. It used to be a harvest foods in hot Springs and then they turned it into Xerox. Another thing that I've seen evolve, and we touched on this earlier in the podcast is the out outright disingenuous nature of some trailers today they purposely add false things they remove uh special effects they add in characters they create scenes that are never in- intended to be in films at all what do you guys think about that oh and why well we talked about that earlier with the infinity war like with hulk and being in there and you think hulk's gonna be there and they they're like no nope, we got a whole other story there for bruce and hulk and so you think Incredible Hulk's going to be in this movie, and he's not. And so I don't, I don't yeah, know, but- I don't know why. Like, I mean, I guess it's to throw you off the scent. You know, it's like, well, what? Although, you know, what they could have done was stuck Hulkbuster in there and been like, why is Hulkbuster in there? You know, be like, question that. But they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll stick Hulk in there, and then when the movie comes, there'll there'll be no Hulk. Be a whole. Yeah, I don't think story. there's always. I don't think there's always going to be like some intent to get the audience it's just maybe a decision down the line uh, during post-production to change something in the movie but i don't know i think the taking things out of context like dialogue ma- a mashup of dialogue out of context I, I, I tend to get annoyed with that well i've noticed that the majority of trailers that do that are marvel disney superhero films they're franchise films and i suspect similar to the way that they've created these mini trailers for youtube i think the rise of like the fandom culture because this is what's in i love the interplay between like culture and movies and and how they affect one another and i think it may be because there's become this um category of of people who there's their job is to essentially spoil films like you know like the canadian lad or these people on youtube they'll create these 20 30 minute films new rock stars they'll create these 20 30 minute videos going frame by frame through movie trailers and that's their job is to spoil these films and so i kind of think that maybe they are creating these false uh this they're creating these false material to combat the overconsumption of trailers themselves yeah they maybe trailer makers should just or movie companies just to stop doing that formulaic narrative here's the the plot points of the movie they should just go back to being more uh, i guess secret in a way or just very don't reveal as much. Uh, I feel like trailers, even in the early 2000s, uh, did a better job at that. I don't feel like we need to see a, a beginning, middle, and end just for people, for audiences to somehow stay attuned and keep their attention. I, I feel like, but then again, people say, "Oh, I don't know what this movie is about." Well, I mean, that's a good, that's a good job then at the, the trailer if you if it if it's still stimulate uh, like visually stimulating. I mean, why not? Uh, why complain? But there's people are gonna. <laughs> I feel like this day and age of you know the, the TikTokers and you no know, short attention spans, arguably amongst a lot of people, it just they want everything. They want multiple trailers. There's trailers of trailers of trailers. Uh, I feel like at some point there's got to be a. Again, it's for most of the most of the time it's these big blockbuster films, as you mentioned, like the superhero flicks, uh, the, the established yeah. IPs. But you know, for like an A24 film, you'll get maybe a couple of trailers here and then you're good to go. Um, I think A24 does a great job on presenting the nature of the film without giving away too much. I agree. Well, we've talked a lot about trailers specifically, but what about other type of advertisement methods? Like, um, have you seen any other methods of outside of the trailer? So that might be like, 
you know, movie posters or might be guerrilla marketing, things like that. I've got a whole list of guerrilla marketing or unconventional methods that I find really interesting outside of movie trailers. It's like Facebook. Totally. Pictures, IGN. They're notorious for just posting a big old picture with no link uh, to an article. (laughs) And then people just comment. It's the easiest thing to do. Do you think other forms of advertisement or marketing is successful as trailers or is trailers the bread and butter film? Still, I think trailers are kind of the foundation, and then you have social media to kind of serve as a spring and happy meal toys. Happy meal toys. (laughs) All right, that was successful for that. Was that's a yeah, that's a form of I would consider that alternative marketing, right? It was more, it was more. I'm sorry, guys, I'm out of breath. I had to run downstairs. Um, that's I feel like it's much for for younger kid type films, though. I mean, like the, the toys and all that. I mean, I don't know what the the look the lucrativity of uh. Like you know, Star Wars being the IP about selling toys. I mean, I don't know how what the the toy sales are these days for Star Wars, but I can't imagine they're anything like they were in the early two thousands. Well, no, I'm thinking more like the the nineties, um, maybe the early two thousands, where Happy Meal toys seemed to be the way one of the ways to market something, you know, and not just Happy Meal toys, but you know, the boxes like. When Super Mario Brothers 3 came out for the original NES, you know, they had a, not just the toy, but your box looked like the freaking game. And so, yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah, Spike I, Kids, Mighty Kids Mill? I remember that. Mighty Kids Mill. You would. Mighty Kids Guys, remember Mill. the Mighty Kids Mill? And, and remember, <laughs> I worked at McDonald's for three years. of Spike Kids. Okay. If you I remember so. that very vividly. And then Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, well, I think they, there was a meal out there for for, the, for that movie. I'm sure there was. Um, I think they've done they've done recently they've done some Marvel stuff and whatnot. But I, I specifically remember you know back in the day where when I was getting Happy Meals in the you know mid 90s or whatever, getting toys from different movies and stuff. Um, didn't really make me want to go see the movie. You know, just as a kid, or, I don't yeah. I don't know. Sure I get annoyed by watching behind the scenes of actors. Hey, it's me, uh, Chris Evans, and whoever else. And you're about to watch the movie, and this is why this and that. It just takes me out of the, the yeah. immersion of what I'm about to watch. It's just, come on. It's just it's I, ridiculous to me. I mean, I'll, I'll watch that stuff after, but I don't want to be knowing that you guys are actors. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I went and saw Clerks 3, I had to see Kevin Smith's face before the movie. I had to hear his voice during the credits and I had to watch it. I didn't have to, but I watched a behind the scenes thing at the end, which was like 15 minutes long. I was like, what the heck? I was like, dang, Kevin, Kevin Smith, I think is a little, you know who Kevin Smith is. He directed clerks and clerks. Um, he's a big wrote, superhero wrote directed clerks. Yeah. He's a huge comic book fan. Star but he, Wars. He, yeah. he, he really likes to hear himself talk. Um, and even in, uh, <laughs> even he was in an episode of the big bang theory and he, he meant they were talking, I forget what they exactly they were doing. There at Sheldon and Leonard's apartment, and it was like him. It was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, William Shatner, and I think I want to say Will Wheaton, but I don't remember. But um, he said something about he's like, well, why don't we just talk about it? And they're like, oh, big surprise! The podcast guy wants to talk because <laughs> Kevin Smith, like, I think he likes seeing his face on camera and see, hearing himself talk. Um, so, like, you know, you mentioned sometimes before the movie they're like hey i'm so and so and and welcome and and like for that enjoy the film yeah and for that it's like it's fine because it lasts maybe 30 seconds but with kevin smith and clerks 3 he's like hey guys it's kevin smith and thank you for thank you so much for seeing clerks 3 and thank you so much at fathom events and blah 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 and i'm just like like hurry up like he was probably on there for a good three to five minutes I was like, dude, just watch the movie. <laughs> so again, I don't think I see it very often, like in the theater before movies. But I swear, I whenever I do, I just it takes me out. Yeah, I, I see it. Like, I see it more often save, than save, I'd save like it to. Save for after. Yeah, yeah. And then I so I can leave. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, but luckily it doesn't last that long. Like when they do that, it's maybe 15, 30 seconds long. I feel like these days people try to connect with these actors on like social media. They just there's more of a reason to try to like, like learn more about behind the scenes like people are interested in that i feel yeah. like i've been just scrolling through instagram with with wednesday having just come out you know the netflix show they've been showing some like they had this really cool i was just i was just going through um 
Instagram and they showed how they, you know, thing, the hand was made. And I, I, watched I saw that. that. It's so yeah, cool. It was really cool. Um, cause that show was really good. And so if I hadn't seen it, you know, I would think that would, that would help make my decision to see it with just, just to see, you know, how they did thing and that kind of talking about them and stuff and all that, like that, that stuff's cool. And it didn't last that long. It was maybe three minutes long. And it was cool. Um, I think marketing. a really cool amalgamation between specifically movie trailers and kind of this like alternative method of marketing um, is the Oppenheimer trailer. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. No. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer trailer. It's about the man who invented the nuclear bond. Bomb. <laughs> bond? Um, James Bond. bond. My name's bond. bond. Nuclear Bond. Killian um, Murphy starring about, as the scientist. Yes. Um, but Universal Pictures is doing this really cool thing. Well, they, they have Wait, a you live... get to make your own atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you show you step by step. You win a contest. <laughs> That's how you do it. Sorry, go ahead. Russia, oh be careful. Can you imagine the mayhem? <laughs> Um, but they have a live video on YouTube right now that is essentially just the Oppenheimer announcement trailer playing over and over and over. But what makes it different is within the trailer, they have a countdown. And every time the trailer plays, the countdown um, keeps an accurate account of the movie's release date. So every time you watch the trailer, the minute goes down. So it'll be like seven months, nine days, two hours, 47 minutes. And then you watch Weird. the trailer twice and it's seven, seven months, two days, nine hours, 46 minutes. And, and they have been doing this since like April. I found, I found wow. it originally back in April and it's been playing nonstop ever since with every trailer keeping an accurate account of the time until the movie's release date in theaters, which I thought was pretty cool. I, mean, I feel like there's been stuff like that before for movies, but you had to go to like to the like the movie's actual website to yeah, and it's like it's just a, like countdown. a little timer on the website that counts down. But this oh, is okay. But it's so it is on the website. this is baked in. No, this trailer isn't on their website. It's on YouTube. I'm talking YouTube. about when you go like you were talking about the websites. It's always like a little timer, you know, in the top corner of whatever website you're looking at. This is baked into the trailer. And so I've probably spent like a good half hour just watching Oppenheimer's announcement, trying to figure out how they did that. If they literally, I can't imagine they did, but if they literally just created this months long timeline with an accurate count of time and they're just like playing it as one file or if there's some sort of coding engineering trickery that's going on behind the scenes to accurately keep that time. But I thought that was a really cool way of, yeah. of getting people's attention because the first time I saw it, I saw it was live and I'm like, Oh, that's neat. I thought it was like an interview or something like that, but it was the trailer. And then the trailer started over again and I'm like, is that a mistake? So I watched it a few more times and then I realized like the third or fourth time I watched it, I noticed the time went down and then that was interesting. And so then I continued watching it like for four or five more minutes to see if it went down every single time. And so it probably kept me on their page for like a good half hour watching this same trailer over and over and over because I was just interested in how it worked. Yeah. Yep. That's how they get you. I know what Justin's going to be doing in bed tonight. <laughs> watching movie trailers. No, I'm not going to do that. No, that, that doesn't sound fundamental. No, nah, I mean, I might, but <laughs> The whole countdown thing doesn't. <laughs> also, like, did you guys see where Nolan uh, recreated like a nuclear bomb in camera? Nope, I remember. That's a that's that's a news article. It's out. He's like he recreated the look of a nuclear bomb in camera without CGI. Hmm. Good for him. And I'm just like, did he just like go to an island, and just detonate a small nuclear bomb? All I remember <laughs> from that trailer is the constant raining of ash and soot or whatever it was and fire it was it's gonna be a black and white film i can't tell i think it's black and white with interspersed moments of color for like fire mm -hmm. like orange or red or something like that kind of like sin city mm -hmm. 
That's cool. Oppenheimer. He, he eventually traded secrets that he learned from the Americans to the Russians or the Soviets at the time. Oh, what a nice guy. So he, was, he played both sides. What a surprise. The man who built the nuclear bomb was a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> and who were the first people to use it? My mom. Let's not talk. That. Let's cut that out. Let's cut. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave him. What would you guys want to see different in the future when it comes to trailers? What would you like to be? Nothing. What, what could revolutionize the way trailers are done? Or what would you like to see less of? Put it in we your go brain. back to the old ways? Put it straight in your brain. Put it I don't want, man, I don't want advertisements straight in my brain. Just imagine you're just like eating cereal and there's like, this breakfast is brought to you by Little Wheaties. And then just like up and some commercial pops up in your brain. I don't want, I don't want people's access to my brain. Hey, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this movie. So it's uh, Gary Oldman. Oppenheimer? Yeah. Florence Pugh. I love her. I love her so much. Like, I would think I would marry her. She's a she well. Uh, with that shocking revelations, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Is there anything else you guys have? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about quickly talk about a fan made trailer that I really enjoy. Okay, go for it. So I was I was don't know where I found this, but I thought it was cool. And it's basically I don't know if you guys saw the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, but I'm sure you did. And um, the uh, yeah, I did. They, they they did you know I showed you that uh sent you that star wars modern trailer you know whatever that was that was cool that was really cool by yeah, the way that was awesome that was dope. yeah but they somebody a fan had made a mighty Morphin power rangers the movie modern trailer but they took clips from like other movies so like i don't know what movies they were from but i know one of them's lord of the rings because it was the orcs from lord of the rings um but they they made it look really cool and they put some modern music behind it and then they <laughs> they put like like a, I think it said like coming to you from the director of Harry Potter, philosopher and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber. See, like like bogus lines like that that probably aren't true because it's a fan made trailer. But I thought it was funny. Uh, but it was a really really neat trailer. So if anybody gets a chance, hopefully, um, it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie fan made trailer, and it has like a song from I don't know if you know the band they used, but they used. Um, a song from them um and it was, it was just a really cool trailer and like when, when i saw that i was like man now i want to watch this movie because it's been a while since i'd seen it and so they they took like a bunch of you know clips from other movies and stuck them in this one but they kept uh they kept the you know some of the other like the mighty Morphin power rangers clips and they actually with one in one scene um where the power rangers were like powering up they reversed it to where they like were powering down and like lost their power. Oh. Really cool. Um, if I can, if I find it, I'll send you guys the link and you can look at it. But like, I thought it was really cool. Like the way, you know, fan made trailers are, are going nowadays, especially with that, you know, modern um, empire strikes back trailer. I thought that was really cool. Like I kind of wish that would have been the trailer for that movie back then. But of course, you know, it wasn't cause it was the seventies and it was very like, I don't know. Weird. I don't know if you've seen the original trailers for those movies. Zach. Oh, they're very, very strange. You have yeah. some voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. It is a flow. It's yeah. Just, it, it, that's what it was for back then. That's the way trailers were for the most part. Very obscure. Yeah. But I betcha, I betcha, you know, people were super excited about that movie. Didn't matter what the trailer looked like. Because they looked awesome. Like what yeah. if they saw spaceships and it looks like in the 70s. Lasers. Or the, well, yeah. Empire would have been the 80s, the 1980. 80s, yeah. But, but yeah. Sorry, go that that's all I have. No, that's dope. Thanks. Yeah, um, I think trailers are gonna evolve. I'm not exactly sure how, but I'm is you know, everything changes and moves. So I imagine they'll probably figure out a way to make them quicker um for today's generation. Probably figure out a way to make them more uh punchy. Yeah, Justin. Sorry, I I just thought of one more thing. Um I remember a Super Bowl commercial and me and my friend Josh were standing there watching one of the commercials and we didn't, I think we saw, if I remember correctly, it was just like a, like it looked like somebody from the waist down and the side running. Right. And that's all we saw, but we heard the iconic countdown sound from the show 24. You know know what I'm talking about? The chink. Mm-hmm. and so we yeah. both like me and my me and my friend looked at each other and we were like are you 
And that was when they were bringing 24 back. You remember they brought it back for that one season after yep. it had been off the air for so long. And it yep. was totally yeah, what it was. It was bad. And well, okay, we that, none of that, but it was it was just <laughs> like they say that. It was just like one, one of the promos. That brief that brief clip with that sound and that's all it was. And me and my friend were like no way. And then turns out it was because they were bringing the show back. It was really cool. Sorry. Sorry. But that's the no, shortest that's that's the shortest trailer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I still wonder what happened to Jack. He's still in a Russian prison. Okay. I need, Thank I need you. to Spoiler. conclude that with another series. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got to season two, and I was, I was like, season one, I was like, this is awesome. Then season two, I was like, okay, I'm bored. I didn't what, network, <laughs> what network was 24 on? Was it Fox? Uh, whatever yeah, network. Fox. Yeah, I yeah. don't really know. I love this series. I haven't watched every one, but I watched it with my dad growing up. Yeah. But anyway, to close up, I think uh, I think they'll figure out a way to make trailers shorter, um, more punchy, maybe more minimalistic. Uh, anything to get their story across in a shorter amount of time. And not guess. give everything away. Yeah. 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 We, we don't need to know every plot point and be able to piece the, together the film. And be like, well, uh, I just saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, that's going to be for the majority, I feel like, of you know, blockbuster films that everyone and their family is going to see. But again, for like A24, more independent, I think they're already doing fantastic with the way they're presenting. Uh, I totally the movies. agree. I like your mic. Yep. Your your mic on the front when you talk, Zach, has the little uh, like there's like a green light. Have you noticed? When yeah, it's talk? the audio meters. Yeah, that's cool. The thing is, I'd I'd have to plug in uh, headphones into a little jack to like actually hear myself. I just like to see when I'm speaking. Well, you don't need. To well, anyway, with that, we're going to close out this episode. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to the fantastic Mr. Podcast. Justin, Zach, and I all say thanks. If you want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Only fans. Let us know what you think. Um, <laughs> good, bad, everything in between. We want to hear from you. Like, um, like this episode. Write us a review. It really helps us out. And maybe someone else will find out about us because you took the time to share your thoughts. And thank maybe you. you could be on our show. Guys, thank you so much for listening. From Justin, Zach, and I, I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye.